requires other reward is proportionate to the other to the etiquette and the respect that is shown coming to the masjid the great thing auspicious and then the reward is proportionate to the other therefore coming to the masjid with the feeling of awe the feeling that i'm coming into the house of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just a breeze in the past so have that concern that i'm coming into the house of allah ta'ala with the divine presence with the presence of the one who is king of this life and the next life who's the controller of life and death who's the controller of prosperity and adversity then walk into the masjid with a different frame of mind. That requires that as we step out of the house, proceeding to the masjid, that we condition our mind. As we condition the mind, the rewards will just increase thereafter. Therefore, in the ayats of Hajj and Umrah, the same aspect is being taught again and again. <clears throat> so in the ayats of Hajj and Umrah, Allah Ta'ala emphasizes taqwa wa taquni ya al-albaq. Throughout this whole journey, this Remember me, don't forget me, otherwise you'll slip into some wrong. And be careful of yourself. And again, he says, Man yu'azim sa'a'irallah. Throughout this journey, you need to see that key to the standards of respect. It's the most august and the most virtuous place in the entire face of the earth. It's the place where the entire world faces towards you. Prayer in namaz. The two of your obligations are completed here. The namaz in this direction and your hajj in this point. So you ensure that you show the highest level of respect. You show it, then proportionate will be your reward. And if you don't show it, then it's or in all aspects of obligations and we see to it that it's done with respect to the level of taqwa in order to secure that level of reward and then you see the namaz is done or the masjid is visited with that frame of mind and the man that is leaving the masjid is leaving with good the man that has gone for umrah and hajj is coming back with a lot of good <coughs> otherwise it will be just a tour even somewhere turkey even umrah one of those things. You will be just like you went. There will be no marked and distinct difference in the person. So you are showing that respect coming to masjid. All the haram sharif and that is maintained all the time. The respect, the taqwa, the fear of Allah Ta'ala, of whose house you are visiting. Then you will find a distinct change in your whole life. Be it your spiritual life, be it your material life. But there will be a distinct change. So person, like it was his way to teach the sahabi karam. So that they could become eligible to the highest reward. He wanted the best for his ummah. So he showed them what is the best. So on every occasion, what will be the adab for that occasion. Now this ayat has been revealed that when tubdu mafi and fusikum, whether you conceal what's in your mind or you reveal it, you're going to be called to account. Sahaba Kiram were naturally concerned that as far as revealing and expressing, we have got some control. But as far as concealing certain thoughts, and this is not within our volition, not within our choice, are we going to be held accountable? So Rasulullah shows them the adab for that occasion. The adab for that occasion, it was thought 
بذنب رسول باك سمعنا وعطانا وفرانك ربنا وإليك المد. Although it's beyond our understanding, but because it's the word of our Rabb who's made us and he owns the entire universe, everything belongs to him. Then it belongs to him that he's got the right to do as he pleases. Got the right to make changes, adjustments. Got the right to do things as he wants because it belongs to him. He's not answerable to anything. It's my property and I do as I please. Nobody can come and tell me. Why have you done this and why you haven't done this? Everything belongs to Allah Taala, and He's not answerable to anything, anything, and anybody. When He's not answerable, then the right thing, the intelligent, wise thing is to say, "Come and be here." We honor and we obey, and we give our unreserved <coughs> obedience to Allah Taala. Submission also, without any hesitation, without any reservation, without any assistance. No, absolutely no assistance. We just give our submission to Allah Taala entirely. We don't ask why. Because asking why, really, when we, we are challenging Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and this is a continuation or it's an extension to Satanism. Like you have the groups of uh, feminists today, right, and free thinking, liberal thinking. This is a continuation or it's an extension to Satanism. Why do you say that it's an extension to Satanism? Because Satan also he resisted the command of Allah Taala and he objected. Anakhirumin. Why aren't you prostrating? So he says, "No, I am better. It's supposed to be the other way, other way around." He resisted the command of Allah Taala, and he challenged the command of Allah Taala. So challenging and resisting the command of Allah Taala is an extension to Satanism. Call it feminism, call it free thinking, call it evolution, call it atheism. But all are extensions to Satanism according to our standards. Now the Rasulullah person showed them the adab for this occasion. What are you supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be saying? On such an occasion, when it's something beyond your understanding and reason, we hear and we obey. A lot of things will happen in this world. There will be some commands, there will be some duties, there will be some obligations. Some things will happen that you are not too comfortable with. There was a uh, drop in the sale. There was a loss in your business. There was a loss in life. Something happened. So we will not ask why it happened. That's not what the one that gave life. He's got all the right to take life. So we are not in any position to ask why did he take the life? Why did he take his life and not his life? That's not your position. It's not your place to ask such a question. Yes, we ask Allah Taala to give us the strength to be able to cope and manage. But, but to ask why, that is now an extension to Satan. We don't ask. That. We say we hear and we obey. And who found the karabana? And Allah Taala, we know that in all this, in full exercise, there may be a slip mentally, physically, verbally. We may slip here and there. We do implore your forgiveness. We beg your forgiveness because our reason, our understanding can't fail us. We can be a mistake in our understanding, in our analyzing, in our, see out, our, our seeing things rightly. So therefore, we humbly beg your forgiveness. And that's the best cause. Why is the best cause? But because however you look at life, you are going back to Allah Taala. You're going back to Allah Taala. There was stupidity. To ask all these type of unrelated questions, the one that you're going back and the one you're answerable to, just see that you don't break and sever the line. That line must be as as great as possible. It must improve all the time. Your line of communication with Allah Taala must just improve all the time. So when Habib Kiram complied, when they heard it from Rasulullah Sallallahu that this is the other, this is the respect that we are supposed to be showing at this type of an occasion, they complied immediately. Rasulullah had to just say it and straight away they complied. And then Allah Ta'ala revealed the words, Amal al-Rasul, praising the Sahaba Kiram. And you see, you will listen to the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Your minds couldn't register, could not relate. But with all that limitations and weakness, you still, you obeyed Rasulullah Sallallahu You gave him your total submission. Now we praise you, Amal al-Rasul. So Allah Ta'ala to praise someone, 
really that's a certificate of Jannat. So therefore all the Sahaba Kiram were all Jannatis. Because Allah Ta'ala Himself praised them. He praised them for their behavior, He praised them for their conduct, He praised them for their ways, He praised them for everything. So Allah Ta'ala can't be praising someone that is a Jahannam. Anyway, coming back to the topic, right? So the thoughts that pass the mind are of three different categories. Right? Or let us say the thoughts that are concealed in the mind are of three different categories. One is at the level of belief. Right? So we will ensure that we will harbor the right belief. You know, in the maktab level, we are taught, فَلَيْمَا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ أَمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ In all these things, uh, we will repeat these things, try and understand what it is, and without any reservation, we accept them. Going to sleep, you're sleeping with Iman. And if you die, you died in Iman. You're getting up, you're getting up in Iman. So without any reservation, any hesitation, any resistance, you accept it. But what a beautiful passage. And the Sahaba Kiram just implied, immediately Allah Ta'ala praised them, honored them. Allah lined you up in the line of Rasul and the Malaika. So what an honor to the believers just for their compliance and just for their submission. So we come back to this verse, you conceal something. So that what you conceal are of three kinds, three types. One is things that are related to belief. In the beliefs, we need to ensure that there is no level of doubt. And if any level of doubt has entered the heart, we need to see how best we would have flush it out. Someone is talking about Darwinism, feminism, whatever, whatever ism is talking about. But if it is not consistent to our beliefs, then we neither flush it out, and we can't flush it out ourselves and go to someone who can help you to flush it out. Because this is the foundation. If that is rocked, then the whole, your whole edifice is rocked down. Everything is broken down. No use coming here. So see that the foundation is preserved in your Imaniyat articles of faith. There is nothing that is uneasy, nothing that is shaky, and nothing that is unclear. Everything is clear. Either you get it right yourself, and if you have the slightest doubt, you don't correct yourself. I need to get my faith right, Iman right. So there is one type of thought that is concealed within the mind, articles of faith. The second type of thought that is concealed within the mind is thoughts that you entertain deliberately of your own. You, thought, you, you, you entertain the thought. Like, for example, you entertain the thought <clears throat> of showing off, you know, I need to show off. I'm doing up a wedding, somebody one of its kind, people will say, oh, wow, what a wedding, you know. Look at the decor, it's a one and a half million rand job. Look, uh, what are the presents that were given and received? I made a whole showpiece, it was done for show. Allah yeah. says, that doesn't have any significance in my side. My side, that's nothing. of one in Ali Turab. So the example that the Quran Sharif cites for such a situation is take a solid rock and that solid rock is covered with a little bit of oil and you want to do some farming there. And a heavy rain comes onto that rock. They ask you, you find any, any, any sand left, any soil left, everything is gone. So whatever you've done, everything is wasted. Why? Because the elements of show was there. And Allah doesn't want that show. He doesn't like this ostentation and show. But that show... What you're doing is concealed within the mind. For this type of thoughts that you entertain deliberately of your own, that you want to be answerable for. Similarly, you have the thoughts, example, of pride and arrogance, right? So you want to assert your authority, show off that I'm something. And people must recognize me, must understand that I'm a popular person, I'm an orator, and people will be influenced. So I'm doing it with that intention. You want it for popularity, you want people to show, you want their name, so that you could be can assert your authority above others, or are you wasting your time? Allah says, Allah 
hates such people. He's saying in the pages of the Quran, Takabirin, for such people, Allah hates them. You're wasting your time. If you're trying for that, you're wasting your time. Similarly, Dabba ilaykum da'ul umami min qabrikum al-hasad wal-baghda. These two elements are in all of us, right? Jealousy and malice, right? Jealousy and malice. Why is he driving and why is his business so prosperous? Why is these children, how, how are they prosperous, right? And why am I so backward? Right? So, well, you're jealous of the person. You can't see the prosperity, prosperity, you can't see the good. Somehow or the other, you have to smash him down. So if you hear someone talking good about him, then somehow you must find an occasion to just smash him down. So what's really talking in you is the jealousy. But why is he prosperous? Why am I not prosperous? Why are not people talking about me? Why are they talking about so-and-so person? So that jealousy, Allah says, hasanat. It eats up all your good. All the good that you have done, but the jealousy came to wipe it out all. One is jealousy and the other is malice. So this also wipes out all your good. So how that malice, how does it express itself? It express itself like this, that I see some good in that person, right? And I, and I think, you oh, know, you mustn't get any good. Let's hope some misfortune gets him. I'm wishing bad for you. I'm not wishing good for you. You're coming up, coming up very well. But within my mind, I'm hoping for some disaster or some adversity to strike you so that then we can level the plane, we can be equal with you. Now, you are just elevating, you know, status, people are just talking about you and they're not talking about me. So now, I want you to be smashed down. When you smash down, then you're evil the plane. So then you're wasting your time also. Ta'akul Hasanat Hadith says that all your good deeds are getting washed out either with jealousy or without malice. So now, this type of thing you will be accountable for. The third type of thought that passes the mind, that is involuntary. I was not entertaining the thought. I was disappointed with the thought. I disgusted the thought. So it passes the mind, something was wrong with disbelief. Sometimes it's about indecent behavior, but it's just passing the mind. So that type of thought, you're not answerable. The three levels of thought, one is belief and the articles of faith. Number two, the thoughts that you entertain of your own, and you think good of those thoughts, but they are wrong and corrupt. So you're going to be answerable for that. Or there's a girl that is in the workplace or in the school, etc., and you're fantasizing about the girl. Like you will not appreciate someone fantasizing about your mother and daughter, you will not, that person or that person's father won't like that you fantasize about his daughter or about his sister. So you're fantasizing and deliberately, either with the photos or whatever, whichever way, but you fantasize it. So this will be held responsible. And the third is those thoughts that are despicable. You consider them to be despicable, but the involuntary pass the mind. Now Allah says, I won't, have, I won't hold you responsible for that. For that, I will forgive you. الحمد لله علي الذات عظيم الصفات سمي السمات كبير الشان 
جليل القدر رفيع الذكر مطاع الأمر جلي البرهان فقيم الاسم غزير العلم وسيع الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوث بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحدوا الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين وادعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم من الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله عنهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم ورضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم 
ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء للقربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أعلى وأولى وأعز وأجل وأهم وأتم وأكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين لا أقسم بهذا البلد وأنت حل بهذا البلد ووالد وما ولد لقد خلقنا الإنسان في كبد أيحسب أن لن يقدر عليه أحد يقول أهلكت مالا نبدا أيحسب أن لم يره أحد ألم نجعل له عينين ولسانا وشفتين وهديناه النجدين فلقت حمل العقبة وما أدراك ما العقبة فك رقبا أو إطعام في يوم ذي مسغبا يتيما ذا مقربة أو مسكينا ذا متربا ثم كان من الذين آمنوا وتواصوا بالصبر وتواصوا بالمرحمة أولئك أصحاب الميمنة والذين كفروا بآياتنا هم أصحاب المشأمة عليهم نار مقصدا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين
والشمس وضحاها والقمر إذا تلاها والنهار إذا جلاها والليل إذا يغشاها والسماء وما بناها والأرض وما طحاها ونفس وما سواها فألهمها فجورها وتقواها قد أفلح من زكاها وقد قاب من دساها كذبت ثمود بطغواها إذ بعث أشقاها فقال لهم رسول الله ناقة الله وسقياها فكذبوه فعقروها فدمدم عليهم ربهم بذنبهم فسواها ولا يخاف عقباها الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله